absolutely devastated she's like you know they're gonna regret that they kept me you know why can't i have this blah 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 blah. and ethel at this time is just taking her money from mgm i mean she gets a salary from mgm too and she's just like well you gotta push yourself harder and faster Uh i do want to say that Ethel interferes a lot in Judy's life, and I am in no way denying that. But I also want to point out that once MGM gets a hold of Judy, Ethel kind of backs up on certain things, and it's really just like MGM tells her, we need you to get involved with this. It's a very odd relationship. Yeah, it's like they are, uh, they're like a team, for Judy. It's really weird. And also, didn't, but, you know, I have no respect for for Ethel, but didn't she tell Judy when she had a tummy ache or something, I'll tie you to a post. (laughs) You'll be like, yes, you'll be half of nothing. What what does she mean by that? She's going to chop her legs off? I don't know what that means. Yeah, no, there's actually, Judy said that during a, like a filmed interview, you can see her say it. Um, yeah, she's like, I'm going to tie you to a bedpost and break you or something like that. I was just like, okay. I yeah. feel great. Yeah. Here I go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and of course, Ethel's main concern is ensuring that Judy stays on with MGM. So MGM, you know, tells Ethel to tell Judy to jump and Ethel says how, how high. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, like you said, it's not until Jews in the studio for about two years that they make Broadway Melody of 1938. And that's where she sings the You Made Me Love You to Clark Gable's photo. And yeah. it's everyone's like, wow, she's so talented, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, and that time, you know, same year, she makes Thoroughbreds Don't Cry. It's a B movie, co-stars Mickey Rooney, and then, of course, she starts doing the Andy Hardy films, with her first one being Love Finds Andy Hardy, and, of course, you know, his love interest is Lana Turner, and I think of this poor girl, and I'm just like, no wonder your self-esteem was ruined. No, she had none. How could she, the poor girl? Poor, awful. Yeah, it just, it doesn't, you know, it just, it doesn't work. Um, But after that, she is cast in The Wizard of Oz. And of course, The Wizard of Oz was just the bee's knees. Yes, it was. (laughs) It was. It was not a hit at the time. It wasn't. Um, I mean, we don't really, there's not a whole lot to focus on the Wizard of Oz in relation to Ethel. Uh, Ethel really doesn't pop up again until the 40s. But, but she, Did they, she let those little uh, 
munchkins <laughs> harassed Judy. Judy said they were pinching her and being very lewd. Yeah, I don't think... I mean, Ethel is on set to make sure that, like, Judy is there on time and, you know, goes through everything. And, of course, during The Wizard of Oz... You know, Judy's 16, 17, 16 years old, and she gets her breasts bound to yeah. ensure that she looks like she's like 12. But she doesn't look uh, like she's 12. <laughs> she doesn't. She she most certainly does not. Um, you know, and Ethel, Ethel's there like for stuff like that. But Ethel, I don't think is really, you know, that involved that much. Um, you know, while, while they're filming, it's more so like just be Judy's handler and give her uh, pills, you know, give her, yeah, and give her, her wake her up pills. pills or nighttime pills, make sure she's not chowing down. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and obviously, as we said, this is really where MGM puts her on her diet of chicken soup and lettuce legs, lettuce, lettuce legs, <laughs> lettuce leaves. <laughs> Um, No, but they put her on her diet of chicken soup and lettuce leaves. And it's supposedly very good chicken soup. It comes from Louie B. Mayer's mother. Uh, That's good. Yeah. And it has, you know, has matzo balls in it and stuff. It's supposed to be a really good soup. Um, She wasn't sitting there, you know, being forced to smoke like five packs of cigarettes a day, like people say. Um, you know, she she wasn't she didn't smoke at that time because she's not that really matters, but she's a kid and she just she doesn't smoke at that time. Um, but the the main thing that they do is along with, you know, making her eat this stuff is they send her out on these adventures where she basically has to exercise. <laughs> so some, one day she might be swimming, the next day she's hiking, the next day she's playing tennis. And she, you know, has to go and do all this physical activity to ensure that she is as small as possible. Um, you know, but the movie premieres in New York, as you said, it doesn't it doesn't make back everything that was spent. It costs like two point seven million dollars to make and then an additional like one point three on marketing the you know whole thing. So it's like four million dollars and it just can't recoup its budget. It doesn't recoup its budget until the nineteen, you know, forties when it's getting re released. Um and it's just it is what it is. It's just a, it's just a, you know, really fun thing that is happening that they're doing with Judy. Uh, but yeah, so that that's, that's the Wizard of Oz thing. Doesn't make any money, but they have a very horrible filming experience for Judy. Um, but Judy does sit there, obviously. She continues going into the forties, um, Ethel's sitting there collecting, you know, like $150 a week. She's living with Judy. And then she, uh, Ethel does what I think really ends any affection that Judy feels for her. Although they'll still live with each other, but I think it really does it. Will Gilmore pops back up into their lives and Ethel marries him on November 17th, which is obviously both her birthday and the day that Frank died. 
And Judy was devastated. She was. And she was like, why did you have to marry him on daddy's birthday? Um, you know, so that's, I think, the main thing that Judy's going to remember, besides somewhere over the rainbow, when it comes to 1939, is that Ethel marries Gilmore yeah, on her four dad's years death anniversary. After. Yeah. Um, she marries her first husband, right? Oh, she she does. So Judy gets married. Uh, she she still lives with Ethel um, and, and that horrible thing, man, right? Yes, and Will and Will wants to control Judy's money. And one of the few times that Ethel stands up for Judy, and she says, "Absolutely not." Um, I'm but, controlling it. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah. you. <laughs> she goes in there. Um, you know, when she buys one of Will Gilmore's sons a car. I mean, you know, she she wants to control it. But on the flip side, and I hate saying anything remotely positive about Ethel Gump, but credit where credit is due, she does not go through Judy's money like the Coogans did. Or like you know, the Temples, or like... <laughs> Most of right. these people, yeah. Right. She she doesn't go through all of Judy's money like that. She, you know, she, she gives Judy the life of a movie star. But, she, you know, and obviously she benefits that from that because she lives with Judy. But she doesn't sit there and just, like, take all of Judy's stuff. And, of course, Coogan's Law does go, to an, go, does go into effect, but... I mean, that's like after the Wizard of Oz. So, you know, she she very much could have taken a lot of money from Judy, but she doesn't. She, you know, sits there and she she does her thing. Um, Judy's first love, and then I promise we'll get to David Rose, but her first love is, of course, Artie Shaw. And she is convinced that she and Artie are going to get married. How many now, at that time? <laughs> it was, she wasn't the only one. She wasn't. Betty thought they were going to get married. Um, so I, I do have to say, Artie Shaw, he can be a cad. He could be a horrible person. But I do believe him when he says that he wasn't attracted to Judy and that he hung out with her because she was safe. Wow. But I also think that, you know, he kind of... He had to have known that she was enthralled with him. Yeah. But I do tend to believe him when he says I didn't sleep with her because I don't think that she would have interested him a lot. Um, but he is dating Betty Grable at that time. And we definitely know that, you know, he's he's dating Betty Grable. They're spotted out together. They're doing their thing. And then, of course, he goes and he elopes with Lana Turner. And Judy is beside herself her and nemesis. Betty is beside herself yeah. well and the weird thing is is that Judy and Lana are friendly with each other but you know she'll always say well Lana you know always is stealing my men I don't think it's necessarily that Lana is stealing her men I think they go in the same circles and you know these men see Lana and they ditch Judy yeah 
Um, you know, and it's, it's obviously sad and that does not make it any less hurtful, but I don't think Lana Turner was like, I'm going to make Judy Garland's not life. A living she hell. just lived her life. She was like, yeah, I'm having fun. And you know, exactly. She just lived. Exactly. Um, but eventually, you know, she gets over that really later that year she gets over it and she starts seeing David Rose and David Rose is a studio musician. He's, you know, he does his own stuff. He's an orchestra leader. He's, he's, you know, an okay dude. He's my age, actually. He's 32 and he likes to sit on his, you know, 800 foot train set and he likes to ride his little train all oh around his house Yikes. he he's going through a separation or well not really separation he's going through a divorce with martha ray and judy's 18 and she's like wow this guy's just so great did she get to sit on the train choo choo yeah <laughs> conductor she gets to sit on the train <laughs> Um, and they're, you know, they're, they sit there and they're really enthralled and she wants to quit get married. But of course he needs to finish his divorce from Martha Ray and MGM's like, no, you're not going to get married. And Ethel's like, no, you're not going to get married. Um, but Judy's like, no, Hey, we're going to get married. So Judy continues to see David even though she's not supposed to be with him and Ethel finally relents on it she's like well if you're gonna get married you're going to get married like there's nothing I can do about it you know I don't want to hear for the rest of my life that I stopped you from experiencing true happiness and so you know Judy Judy marries David and MGM is furious, but they eventually, you know, just have to say, yeah, she got married, you know, when she was, what, 19 years old. Um, and and then, she moved know, out of the house, right? She moved into the train set. She is. So they go. So here's what they do. They move. She moves out of her house that she shared with her mom and Will. And they go to the Ambassador Hotel because David's house is too far away from MGM. And then they go and they buy a house together or rent. And then he moves his train set over there and he <laughs> rides his train choo, all, choo. Yeah, all through the hills. And, you know, he's doing that. Um, you know, so they get married 1941. November, she finds out she's pregnant and Ethel is furious. <laughs> Ethel's like, nope. Judy was happy. Yeah, Judy is happy, but David's not happy either. And I have to say, Ethel definitely deserves criticism from the standpoint of, you know, she sided with MGM and said, you need to get an abortion. You know, there's plenty of babies. But David really doesn't want the baby either. Did he have to David's with his just first like, marriage? No, he, how could he have to share his train? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want no yeah. kids. It's my train. Yeah, no, he's just like, no, it's fine. We don't have to have kids. Um, you know, and he he doesn't have kids for like 10 years. Um, he, you know, he eventually marries someone else and he has, you know, his kids with her, but it's like 10 years after he's, you know, been with Judy and he's just like, okay, 
So, you know, one day Ethel, you know, sits there. Ethel schedules all of it, by the way. Ethel's like, I know how to do this. I can get it for you. Um, so Ethel, you know, finds an abortionist, gets it all scheduled. And, you know, she's driving to the abortionist. Judy's sitting next to her and David's on the other side. And, of course, Judy's like bawling the whole way. And it gets done. And that's really the end of Judy's marriage. It ends within like three months of the two of them getting married. But they're not going to separate until 1943. Um, and then... Also in 1943, that's when Ethel finally gets rid of Will. She realizes that Will is just a POS and that she wants nothing to do with him. Um, you know, and Ethel and Judy have, I guess the best way to describe it is kind of a weird truce with each other. They are involved with each other's lives, but of course, Judy's holding on to a lot. Um, Judy's just, she can't deal with it. And I can't say can't blame her for not being able to deal with it. But she's on talking terms with Ethel. I guess that's the best way to say it. Um, you know, when she's sitting there, she's making movies. She's, she never moved back in with Ethel, though, did she? She does not move back in with Ethel. That is one thing. She's like, I have tasted freedom, and she's not going to go back. Um, eventually, you know, Judy sits there. Judy dates quite a bit around town. Um, she goes with Tyrone Power. She ends up being pregnant. She gets an abortion. Wow. I didn't know that she got pregnant by Tyrone. Look at Lana, well, too. Man, he was planting his seed all over town. He Tyrone. was. Tyrone, yeah. He he was, yeah. um, you know. She goes with she goes with Mankiewicz for a while. I mean, she's you know she's just sitting there living her best life, um, and then eventually she meets Vincent Minnelli. Sorry about that. Um, eventually, she meets Vincent Minnelli, and she you know falls in love with him. That's her. Um... Ring, ring, ring with the trolley. What's the name of that song? I'm blind. Oh, ring, ring goes the trolley. Uh, um, meet me in St. Louis. Yeah, that's it. Yes. He directs her meet me in St. Louis. And she's like, this is the man for me. Because he made I her really pretty. Think he made her pretty. He did. He made her pretty. And I also think that she sees a lot of Frank and Vincent. Because as we all know, Vincent has a penchant for Ben, too. Couldn't be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they said he wore so much makeup. It was unbelievable. And that's okay. We don't care. You know, we're not making fun of him. He can wear his makeup. He can be gay. I don't care. You know, right. it was just at that time. It was different. Yeah, it was. It was, it was very, very different. Um, so, you know, he, he's, you know, they're saying they get married. They have Liza in 1946. And this is finally what makes Judy cut off Ethel. She has Liza, and Ethel is over there basically all the time, even though it's very obvious that she's not wanted over there. But she brings her, you know, she goes over there, and she starts, like, hounding Liza, basically treating her like she had treated Judy as a child. And Judy has enough wherewithal to know, like, this is not a healthy environment for my child. And so she finally cuts off Ethel 
She bans Ethel from her life, and I don't think that she ever regrets it. Do you think she... I, 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 I take that back. She does after Ethel dies, but I think... While she's living it, she doesn't, you know, sit there and think, oh, if I could, if I could just reach out to my mom, um, you know, so she, she sits there and she cuts off Ethel and because she cuts off Ethel, um, she, I can't quite figure out, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I can't quite figure out Ethel's thing with MGM because MGM apparently keeps paying her a salary for like the next couple years, even though maybe they have a deal you know maybe she's on a contract herself right it's probably that she's on a contract and i have to think you know too why is this probably like two um which would make it like 1948 so i guess they shouldn't say it doesn't make sense it does make sense um you know she judy cuts her off probably around 48 49 and Ethel obviously, you know, loses that MGM salary too. Uh, but you know, it, it is what it is. Judy and Vincent, they get divorced. She marries a guy named Sidney Loft. And Ethel, instead of offering like the olive branch and just being like, Hey, you know, I was wrong, you know, I hope you're happy, you know, blah, blah, blah. Instead of like being a decent person, Ethel starts going to the press and being like, Judy is an idiot. Sid Luft is a horrible person, but Judy is strong headed and she does, you know, she's just going to do whatever she wants to do. Yeah, but that's God her forbid. own fault. She's a grown adult now, you know, and this beast. I'm sure she's getting paid from going on there and saying all this stuff. She's getting moolah. I mean, how horrific. Yeah. And she's just like, Judy, yeah, like she's going on. And of course, that doesn't bode well, especially being, a you know, Judy's like five months pregnant when she marries Sid, Um, you know, and she gives birth to Lorna that November. And it doesn't, it doesn't bode well for their relationship. I know that when she had Judy, never met Lorna. She didn't meet yeah, her. Yeah. Judy bans Lorna for or bans Lorna. She can't ban Lorna. Judy bans Ethel from the hospital. <laughs> she will not let her meet her daughter at all. She's just like, I'm done with you. I don't care what happens to you. So then, like two months after Lorna is born. Ethel, you know, Gilmore at this point, Ethel Gilmore is found dead in her car in Santa Monica. She She was working at at some factory, right? Yeah, she's working at Lockheed, who obviously makes airplanes. Um, they They made the Douglas planes. And she's, she brings in like $60 a week, which very roughly equates to probably about $800 a week today. Yeah. Um, but of course, housing's much cheaper as well. But she's, you know, she really doesn't have anything. And Judy faces a lot of backlash for this. Oh, when her like, mom dies? She's found yeah. in a car, right? She, yeah, she's found in her car. And they're like, look at how Judy treated her poor mother. 
this woman did everything she possibly could for Judy and Judy just abandoned her and never took care of her. And I mean, Judy gets confronted about this by like people she knows in Hollywood when she's out and they're like, Hey, guess what, Judy, you suck. Um, her, and it's how, just, it's, wasn't her mother like 47 when she died too? Oh, she was 56. Oh, the, one of her sisters died at 47. Yes. That, that's, that's her oldest one. And we'll, we'll touch that one too. Um, but yeah, she's, you know, sitting there and she's, Judy's just receiving a lot of flack for this. And they're just like, you are a horrible person. Ingrid. And yeah. Monster. We just, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and, and that's, that. and of course, Judy, Judy is devastated when Ethel died. But I really don't think it's over, like, guilt over things with Ethel, although I'm sure that is part of it. But I think her main thing is that she never, like, really knew how her mom felt about her. You know, was she just a commodity? Did her mom actually love her? Judy's never going to know any of that. I don't believe her mother loved her very much. I think most of it was a commodity. If you really love your kid, you're not going to put him on drugs at 8 or 10 years old. That's despicable. I just, I think she sat there and she just, Ethel was going to do it her way. (laughs) Ethel was just like, this is what we're doing and you're going to like it. Um, You know, and Ethel's just, I don't, and obviously there are moms who don't love their kids. I do think that Ethel in a very weird way does care about Judy, but she cares more about Judy becoming a star than she does as Judy as a person. She cares more about Judy. I think about what Judy could do for her as well. Right. You know, so, Oh, I love Judy. She's wonderful. And she's also getting salary. She's getting this, she's getting that. And um, did you ever hear, I was reading, someone's writing a new Judy book, but I, I looked into it. There's a rumor. Aren't there always rumors about somebody who dies? There are. They said that Judy took a hit out on her mother. I, I don't believe Have you that. heard that? I don't believe that for a second. No, I don't believe that. I think as much as Judy would get frustrated with her mother, and there probably are days when she considered it, I don't think that she would have had her, would have killed her mom. At this point, why? She wasn't even seeing her. Her mother was working in that place. And she she died in her car of a heart attack in the parking lot. That is pretty horrible. And I can see if people didn't know the whole story of Judy's background and how this this complicated relationship with her mother, how you'd think she's just a horrible creature, you know? Because your mother is dead working in this factory and you're a big star and and she has had a heart attack and she's all by herself. Did Judy uh, give her a funeral? She, I think, just kind of got buried and that was that. I I don't think that she had a funeral for, I mean, maybe Mary Jane or Virginia, Virginia did, but I don't, I don't think so. Um, you know, so it's just, you know, Judy, of course, her career had basically tanked by 1950. 
Um, you know, and then of course it's resurrected with a star is born and she just, she goes on the rest of her life. You know, I, I hate saying this cause I know how much people love Judy, but I really think Judy goes on through the rest of her life with a justifiably very large chip on her shoulder. Yeah. You know, she, she gets deeper into an addiction. And of course that's what ends up killing her. Um, Mary Jane, you know, ends up committing suicide. Um, she like was the one who died at 47. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she dies in 1964. She's, she commits suicide. Um, you know, and Judy, Judy's death is accidental, but you know, just, just a few years after her sister, but you know, she just Mickey Rooney has this quote and he goes, you know, like what happened to Judy was horrible, but Judy brought a lot upon herself. And I have to say that I do agree with him on that to a certain extent. I think that Judy was such an abused person that she just, it became her prime focus for the rest of her life. Sort and of like she was, woe is me kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that, you know, Judy sat there and she turned obviously to addiction because it temporarily numbed how she was feeling. And of course that is obviously very common, but I think that, you know, a lot of her stuff is she does bring herself into it. Cause you, I do think you have to look at other people from this era too and how they're treated and how they ended up going. And, you know, most of them, even though we like to focus on the tragic Hollywood aspect, most of them, you know, do keep going even after, you know, they've gone through everything. And I think Judy just, she'd been so coddled even by Ethel, you know, when she was growing up, because of course Ethel took care of everything, even though she's obviously a very abusive person while she does it, she still takes care of everything. And then of course, Judy goes to MGM and MGM's taking care of everything. And when she loses that, you know, when she's 30 years old, you know, she just, she really can't function. And she starts going on this horrible spiral. And it's partially because of, you know, how these people had treated her and how they basically never taught her to deal with anything, just ensuring her, Hey, you're going to be at MGM for the rest of your life. And Judy's not the only person that deals with that. I mean, Lana Turner and Ava Gardner were both very open about how they had to deal with that too. A lot of them did. And they don't treat people kindly. It's like when you leave, look at John Carver, they emptied out and someone like her who, who is compulsively, neat and stuff having people pack up her things that would really you know i've been here for years and you just take your grimy paws and have people put my stuff away in my office my home and same with clark gable no nothing so they they really you know you're done you're done we don't care we're not going to baby you anymore we're not going to do anything for you anymore get out of here Right. Yeah. And MGM is definitely the worst at it because they so heavily coddle every star on their roster. They sit there, they have a limousine take you to every building on the lot. You know, if you need anything, you just tell them and they will get it for you. You know, if you need a maid at your house, you tell MGM and MGM finds you a reputable maid. 
Now, given the maid is also probably paid by MGM in addition to you, so the maid's reporting on everything you do, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, they just, they do that. But main main thing of this is that Ethel Gum was a horrible mom. She really was. Do not was. follow that woman's parenting advice. No, and you know, she had that man who she let into the kid's life and all that other stuff. I just feel, you know, and I get it. Judy was a grown up and, you know, she even, she had an affair with Frank Sinatra and he couldn't deal with her because he said that broad is so needy. You know, he says, broad, she's so needy. I can't take her. And she tries to commit suicide numerous times. And, um, you know, she said the real wicked witch of the West was my mother. And, but then I think, you know, how did she ever not? be addicted to drugs because she was always on drugs since she was a little kid. How can that, that has to mess up your chemistry, your body chemistry, your mind, everything, when you're constantly taking uppers, downers, and then you start taking other things as well. I I just, I don't, you know, I don't think Judy, there's a lot to Judy's problems that were because of her being put on those drugs and staying on those drugs for many years. Oh, most definitely. I mean, there's a lot that is just the direct result of Ethel. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, you know, I and of course, Mickey Rooney was very harsh on things. And he just said, this is how I feel. Either you like it or you don't like it. But I do think that, you know, Judy struggled a lot and her struggles deserve recognition. But I also think as she got you know older i think she had more people who wanted to help her but she didn't want to accept that help she drank a lot on top of it and you know she had three children she had to take care of which she was not um she really wasn't prepared to do it she wasn't prepared to be she didn't know how to be a good mom you know she did what she could do but she certainly was not a good mother you know, I'm not saying she no. put them on uppers and downers and to- tied them to a bedpost, but, you know, <laughs> it yeah, wasn't, no. she just wasn't. And, and her kids have, you know, they love her, but there's also resentment because they were so broke and they'd go into places and Judy'd have to run out with them because they couldn't pay bills and stuff. So I don't know. It was all messed up, but I do, it was. I do feel for Judy and I do feel she could have gotten help because so many people wanted to help her. But I think she was just this tragic woman who was doomed to doom to be Judy. Yeah, no, I, I have to agree with you on that. And like I said, I think going with MGM, any shred of self-esteem that her dad had put in her was just completely destroyed with MGM because that was the glamour studio. That's where the beautiful people worked. Well, she and was it in was that sh- thing. Remember the Zigfield girls? She was in it with Lana and Hedy Lamar. I just watched <laughs> that the other day. It was on, and yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm like it's such an unbelievable movie because you see Lana and Hetty, and of course they both become the main girl. And it, and spoiler warning for everybody, um, but of course at the end Judy becomes the main girl, and it's she's very talented, obviously, and you know she's very thin, and she's able to do it. 
but she's just so unbelievable after you've seen Lana and Hetty. Yeah, she's and more of an like, entertainer. She's not like a glamour puss at all. Right. And that is a very glamour puss movie. It is. And I'm like, this was just mean casting. This was nothing beyond, like, we're really going to show Judy where she is on the totem pole. Um, no, I, it was this weird transitional where they're trying to show, like, Judy's an adult. But it just doesn't work because she's around two of the most beautiful women of the era. era and she's she's just Judy. And that's not to say she's ugly. She's a very cute woman, but she's not, like, these like a gorgeous creature like Lana Turner. Or Hedy Lamar. Or Hedy Lamar. So she must have felt like, you know, kind of like a secondhand rose, but she had more talent than they had, that's for sure. But I'm sure she wished she had more looks. That's one of the things. People, you know, wish that they were beautiful as well, you know, talent. Right. Okay, let me be gorgeous too. Come on. Oh, I think I think if she could have traded places with Lana Turner, she would have done it in an instant. And Lana was very sure of herself from a very early age, having affairs with like, you know, Robert Taylor and all these people. He was he wanted to leave Barbara Stanwyck for Lana. And Lana was like, eh, he was just, you know, nothing to her. He was just a fling while they're doing a movie. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know. I know there's a lot of people that don't like Lana. I personally love Lana. Me too. I like her a lot. I think I think that she is just an absolutely wonderful person. I think that she is a talented actress. I'm not going to say she's the best you ever see, but she does have talent. She got better and better as she went along. She did. Um, you know, and she just, you know, the one thing I will say with Lana is, she made mistakes, but if you read her autobiography, she's never like a mean person. No, she's not. And she she just kind of says it like it is. I don't think she was ever a mean person. She just liked her life. She and uh, Ava were kind of similar in that way, and that's why they're very, very, very good friends. But I... Mm-hmm. I like Lana. I watch like I love Imitation of Life. Corny schmorny, but I love it. And other movies she's done, I absolutely love. Judy, yeah. I don't watch musicals too much. Um, uh, and Judy had a wonderful voice, but you know, I just don't watch musicals. You know, I'm gonna be honest with you. I watch a lot of musicals, but I prefer the Fox musicals with the blondes, um, those gorgeous blondes. With the blondes, yeah. You know. I think I think Judy's voice is gorgeous. I genuinely do. And I think that she's a very animated performer, which works. But I just, I can't get through her movies. I feel like they've put so much singing in them where they're just like Judy solos. I hate it. That I, they, yeah. Yeah. Then I'm just like, I don't care. Like the star you is know, born. I hated that movie. She, the guy says, sing me out. No wonder he's going to commit suicide walking into the room. She's singing to him. Oh, and James Mason is amazing in the film, but it, it's all Judy singing, Judy dancing, Judy singing, singing with the top hat. And I know a lot of you love Judy, and I do too, but I, you know, reality is I hated that movie. <laughs> I hated that. Yeah. She James just, Mason was the only part I liked. 
Yeah, and it's like you kind of, or I shouldn't say you because I can't speak for you, but for me, I get sick of like every storyline has to be that she's going to break out in song. I know. That's not like a, a and it's like those kind of once things make in me the, sick, you know? Yeah. I'm just like once in a while and that, you know, I, I'd like to just see you, you know, act. And I think that's why I prefer the Betty Grable, you know, musicals, because the songs always make sense for the context. Yeah. And it's never like, I shouldn't say never, but it's very, 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 very rarely Betty just sitting there belting it out while everyone sits and listens. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, and I think that's, you know, a big thing with it too. And it's kind of like they try to make Judy, you know, this torch singer and all this stuff, you know, and it's like, it doesn't really work. No, and just too much singing. It just gets, I'm like, oh, enough with the singing. Please stop. And he's going to go to his death. And she's singing him to to his death. And I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) Run, James. Run into those waves. But I know, right? I'm going to. He loves loves her, though, and he loves her singing. He he asks Mm. her to sing him to his death. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's singing. Anyway, but that's the story of Ethel Gum. Who died in a car all alone after working in a factory with a heart attack. And I have to say that is a sad way for anyone to die. Really, just a sad way to die. Yes, April. So we went an hour and 23 minutes on this one. Oh, wow. Remember, I said, oh, it's not going to take long. <laughs> well, there's a lot to talk about yes. with Miss Ethel Gum. Yes, and all the gums and Mr. Gum and the whole gang. Yes, so we, we did. But I don't know. I thought it would be like 45 minutes. And I'm I like I said, but I know us will go longer. It won't be 45 minutes because we always have plans for it to go a certain amount of time. And it always goes longer. Always. Because we needed to. We do need it to. Okay, so thank you again, my dear April, for bringing us all the gum news. And thank you guys for listening. And thank you, Deborah, for giving us the idea. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in next week. We're doing a double header, it's going to be in the same show. We're doing Gypsy, what, what's those people, Gypsy Rosalie, her mother. Yeah, we're doing, um, we're doing Gypsy Rosalie's mom and we're doing Natalie Wood's mom. Yes, a double whammy. And it's, you know, there's, yes. she plays Gypsy Rosalie, our little Natalie. So it's interesting. And her mother had some, some problems herself. So I don't know. Yeah, it's all like really, ugh these moms anyway thank you everybody for listening i so appreciate it and thank you april thank you so much as always for having me grace and i look forward to diving into you know mama rose mama rose and i don't know that lady's name you know what it's okay i can't remember natalie's mom's name (laughs) Who knows? Okay, everybody, thank you. Talk soon. Bye.
Show.